Welcome back to There It Is. I'm your host, Audrey Paul, and we're about to get into it. Welcome back, y'all. I know y'all saw the graphics, so this is There It Is, the podcast presented by Skills Plus Entertainment, and today we have a special guest. We're going to get into that soon, but right now, here is Savannah with the quote of the day. A mother is she who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. So now that we got the quote of the day out the way, which is such a beautiful quote, uh, shout out to my mom and shout out to all mothers out there. Today we have a great guest on, and she's going to actually talk a little bit about that as well, as, as well as other things, right? So today we have owner of Hope for Youth, lead coordinator of YWCA for Northwest Louisiana, Desiree Williams. Desiree. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm even better to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. So a lot of the times people come on and we get deep into what brought them here, right? So today is going to be the same way. I want to know what got you to where you are right now. Well, um, I can say that majority of the things that I am normally involved with deals with the betterment of children and youth. Um, it's my passion. Um, and through lots of prayers and wanting to be within his will and listening to the things that he tends to direct me with, um, I, that's what I do. Um, whether it's with my job, my personal life, or even um, with my church. I'm deeply always connected with that. Good. So where did that start? Like, if we go back to teenage you, 20 to 30 you, where did that passion build up? Where, where did it come from? Working in the children youth department of my church, um, Good Samaritan in Vallejo, California. Um, just being around them and I guess it was more so of me seeing how just a simple smile or just the simple things that you can do are able to um, change their direction. Um, and then I'm a mother, mm. I'm a mother. So from, and I always say that at first, I'm a mother regardless, mm. regardless. And um, knowing that I want to put my all into my own that um, I personally birthed and then it's like over the years, I tend to be the mother for lots of other ones. So um, nourishing them and knowing that I'm taking strides to improve their lives. Um, that's my goal, that's my passion. I like that. So this was, this was not just implanted in you. How did it get there? Was it through your mom? Was it through your parents? Like, where did that come from? I have a beautiful mommy. And I appreciate all that she has done, that she continues to do. Um, but I honestly believe, you know, everyone has a purpose. And this is my purpose. Really? Yeah. Ooh, so I believe that as well. For one, I think that everything happens for a reason. I believe that we're sitting here today because it was meant to happen. Uh, as well as I think 
just like you said, everybody was put on this earth to do something. Um, and this kind of goes to our quote of the day. Um, you can't replace a mother. Not at all. But there are a lot of single moms out there doing father's jobs, already doing mother's jobs. Um, how does that make you feel? The, the thing that kind of bothers me the most is the mothers that are blessed with the opportunity and they tend to fail at it. Um, a good family foundation is something that I strongly look for, I strongly encourage because regardless of even when I have opportunities to feed into these young minds, um, if it's not something that I can always be, I can always do, then what happens when they get home? Um, a lot of the work, a lot of the efforts seem to kind of go away because they're back into that atmosphere to um, whether it's a single mom that just doesn't have the time because she's struggling, she's working, she's trying to do her best to take care of them, or it's the ones that are maybe still trying to live their life. So they're not taking the time. They, um, they don't care enough. So as, as long as you're not, you know, bothering me and you're not slowing me down, go do what you do, you know. But um, kudos to those single moms that are still pushing and still making it happen for their baby because it's possible. It's definitely possible. But you have to have the will. You have to have the desire to know that um, I'm not just doing better for myself, but now I have these young minds that I have to mold and make sure that um, they get to where they need to be. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about the Ikaya Youth Project. I enjoyed Ikaya so much. Um, hi, my Ikaya family. <laughs> um, and Ikaya, I can say, was probably one of the major stepping stones that helped me to um, realize that this is definitely going to be an ongoing thing. Whether it's going to be something that I do for my job or it's going to be something that I do for myself, continue on with my church because it exposed me to a lot of the struggles that the children and youth go to. Um, that's like going into the homes and seeing um, how they live, um, seeing how you have those moms that are getting this help so that they can have a better living for their kids or seeing the moms that's just like do what you got to do with them and I'm going to be in the back room. So Ikaya, it, it taught me a lot. It groomed me. It made me realize that um, I was going to start Hope for Youth, to be honest. Um, and Deshaun Harris, he um, one day we knew that Ikaya was going to come to an end. Um, Ikaya was the FSO for Louisiana. So we partnered with um, Choices. And what we did was offer parent support and youth support for those that were mentally challenged. And um, just company issues, the company slowly started deteriorating and then eventually it lost that contract for the FSO. So as it started to wrap up, um, me and Deshaun, we was like, there's still work to be done. Yes. And so we immediately started brainstorming and we came up with a name and then we organized Hope for Youth. Okay. 
Um, so I guess I can say kudos to Ikaya for allowing me to, me and Deshaun, to be able to birth this. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of trying to make sure, you know, that you can make those connections and, you know, we've done small things, but I'm so excited for the upcoming year um, because I've done a lot as far as trying to partner with people, make those connections, um, learning behind the scenes of what needs to be done, what shouldn't be done, taking my steps out to, you know, look for funding and things like that. But um, I come to understand that those partnerships, that's what matters the most. And that's actually what I want to talk about because you mentioned it and it put a light bulb in my head to actually touch on it. So relationships, huge. Partnerships, huge. How would you say partnerships and building relationships played a part in the seed that was planted for Hope for Youth? Oh, it was huge. Um, because you have to be very so careful who you do partner with. And um, with Deshaun, we shared that passion. Okay. We shared that passion, so it was going out and seeking those who understood what our drive was and being able to recognize, are you doing this recognition? Like, what is your purpose? Why do you really want to be able to take these steps and we, you know, do an activity together or do some kind of community engagement? Um, but it's important to make sure that you have those people that push forward in your drive, that is able to share in your passion because everybody should not be involved with children and youth. That's true. Everybody should not. Um, so sometimes, even though it feels like it might be something major, I gotta look at your heart. I gotta look at your heart because at this point, you, um, you're gonna possibly damage what we're trying to put forward, so. Because some people are kind of propelled by ego. Absolutely. And they just want to show, hey, look, I'm doing this. Hey, look, I'm doing this. The heart isn't specifically in the right place. And I'm sure by saying what you said, you kind of weed out those that are really in it to make a change, such as yourself. It's important. It is. Very, very important. So. You talk a lot about Deshaun. Let's, our audience doesn't know much about Deshaun. If you could go into detail. Deshaun, Deshaun Harris, y'all, that's my friend. Um, he has such a passion for being able to help um, the youth. Um, and when we was with Ikaya, he um, helped run a program called My Life. And My Life was an opportunity to give the youth to be able to come out, learn some things, but also be able to express themselves. It gave them a, a platform to be able to um, voice some concerns or um, even to even receive the things that we have noticed is a struggle for them. Um, Deshaun Curling stays in Dallas, so um, I wish he could have been here, but he also um, works very heavily, heavily with um, keeping our website up. Okay. Um, so shout out to him with all his um, creativity. Um, whenever we tend to do things locally here, um, he'll come out um, and it's our goal to possibly one day be able to branch on into the Dallas end. Yes, yes. I'm sure there is a population that needs you yes. out there. Yes. So, Ikaya, seed for Hope for Youth, but tell me a little bit about 
Salvation Army and Boys and Girls Club. How are you involved with that? I was the program coordinator there. Well, the crazy thing was with life changes, um, I had to get out and get a job. Um, and from getting pulled from Micaiah, I was like, it's happening so soon, I had to just find something. And it was crazy because I remember me and my son being in the car and I saw it and I was like, I was passing by the building. I was like, look, I got to run in here real quick and give them my resume and I'll come right back out. Yeah. I walked in there, hand my resume. She looked at it, um, Paige, hey Paige. And oddly, she was like, you got time to talk? <laughs> yes. I was like, sure. Took them to the office. Um, the guy that ran HR, his office is not in that building, but he just so happened to be in the center at that time. Called him in, we made the connection, and I was hired on the spot. So you remember when I said everything happened for a reason, yes. right? Boom. Yes. Proof right there. I tr strongly, strongly believe in, you know, allowing God to order your steps. Um, and Nikaya was another great, great opportunity to better learn more about the youth. Um, I still have so many of my boys and girls club babies that I keep in contact with. Um, I've lost a couple. Um, ever since, oh, I said I wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> um, ever since Ikaya, it's like when you hear things about something happening to a youth. You know, I wake up in the morning, we always have a habit of having the TV on and I always run to a TV so I can hear the name, see the face to make sure it wasn't anyone that I was in contact with. Understandable, I didn't want it to be no youth, yes. but knowing that it was a possibility of one of mine and I made it through Ikaya. There were a couple times where there were some runaways, but they were brought safely back home. But I made it through Ikaya without losing any of them. The Boys and Girls Club was different. There was a couple in um, these last two recent ones um, was after I moved on, but I still had connection with the Boys and Girls Club. So it's hurtful. It's hurtful to know that um, something wasn't done. The last one, it was more so of, if I had a known, what could I have done? Um, because he lay dead not too far from my house. So it's just very, very important to try to make sure that we're able to do something to support them. I ask every day, God, what's the answer? But yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring the mood down. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because it takes a village. It takes a village. It takes a village. Not a lot of people think about it, but when I bring this up to people on how it takes a village, it just being kind to somebody that you don't even know yeah. goes a long way. A smile, a reaching hand, hey, how you doing? How can I help you? Like those are things that um, you just never know how it can change, how it can affect someone. Exactly. Just for someone to know that um, someone out there cares. Someone out there really wants to help. And, and that's my goal. Like, rather it's with um, Hope for Youth or even through my current job. Like, what can I do to make sure that um, if I'm able to and if I'm in the spot, if I'm in the place to where I can help, let me know so I can better do that. 
Yeah. Spreading kindness, I believe, is a huge part of it. And I believe that you're doing that in your lead position as lead coordinator. Tell me a little bit about that, too. So, um, once God said my time was up <laughs> at the Boys and Girls Club, um, and once again, I had a beautiful young lady, Miss um, Deborah Reed, and she actually brought the lead program to the Boys and Girls Club. So I was really familiar with the program already. And one day she came to me and was like, are you happy here? Because I have an opportunity for you. And it was right at the time where I decided like, I wanted to grow. I was looking to do something else. And um, I applied for the job and that after that first interview, they was like, we like you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so um, the YWCA works directly with um, young girls, teens, and women. Um, so the LEAD program specifically works with teenage girls, middle school and high school. And I go to the different schools and actually we engage in conversations is going to be things that we need to talk about that will allow them to grow to be the young lady who they should be, that they're not going to get in a regular classroom setting. So um, topics like leadership, um, social skills, um, effective listening, um, good communication skills, um, those are the things that we go in. Um, this year I'm focusing on emotional wellness. That's my um, topic for this year. Um, I, I think being able to tap into their emotions and for them to understand why they feel the way they feel, how to redirect when they get to feeling in those negative areas, then it'll help them to be able to grow more prosperous. It'll help them to rethink, like, should I really do this? Or if something happens, how do I structure my thinking and structure my well-being so that it's not taking the best of me? Um, so that's my focus for this year with my young ladies. Um, it's different because I'm only working with the young ladies, but it's also well needed. It's also well needed. And I'm looking for a program to come with the boys, so. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah. What, they need some help? They <laughs> actually, when I go in and sit down with the girls, they'd be like, you not coming to see me today? And I'm like, ever since I started, like two years, it was going on three years, it's been, and it's always like these same couple of ones that be like, what happened to our program? You know, they want to be fed into too. Exactly. Yeah. So the sense of desire is there. It's like, I want to be able to do this. You know, um, prayerfully, if God says the same, hopefully you could be able to take up that part. But you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> this, I like that. I like that. I want to ask, so you said you go, you talk to them. Is it in a group setting or one-on-one? -on -one? It's almost like I'm a substitute teacher because yeah. I go in, I'm there pretty much the whole day. Um, each class will just rotate into me, rotate in. I work through the girls' PE class and the ROTC classes. So um, all the girls would just get, you know, pulled from class and they come to me. And next class hour, another group comes to me. Um, now, I do have some that's where I just do like an hour, so they select a number of girls and they'll come to me for just that session and then they'll go back. 
Um, I also was, I, in return, I went back to the Boys and Girls Club and I was offering my sessions through there. Um, they've been going through some changes right now, so um, it's kind of on hold right now, but hopefully once things get worked out, I'll be able to be back there as well. Do you find that making it a group session, and I'm sure you probably let all, all of them talk in, I would say, a group form to where mm -hmm. somebody could say, I have something I want to add or an experience that I had, let's talk about that. Do you find that being better than talking one-on-one -on -one to each girl? It's better to the point to where they are able to see like they have their peers that's going through the same thing they're going through. Um, they have some peers that's going through something that they can maybe give some encouragement to. And um, a lot of times I'll come with a topic, we start talking, we're doing this set assignments, we're doing different things, and a question gets asked. Everything gets put on pause because at this point, if this was important enough for you to ask in a group setting, we're finna address it. Yeah. Um, now, is there times where I might have to do a one-on-one? -on -one? Yes. If something is said, or if I'm working around the room and I realize, like, you look a kind of way, there is something, you know, I might lean down or pass you a little note and say, you know, what's going on. And if you need to talk to me, let's stay at the class. And the teachers are kind enough to where they allow me to take some time, you know, speak with them and then give them a pass to go on to their class. But um, there's times to where you have to kind of do those one-on-one. -on -one, um, I'm no counselor, I'm no counselor, but um, I have a passion. And I'm definitely gonna make sure, I'm gonna do my best to make sure that if you need that counseling, if you need, you know, we have different people that we're able to reach out to and get them going. Exactly, because a lot of times, so in my, my previous profession, I was um, in the military and I was a first sergeant. So we pretty much kind of take care of everybody within the unit, right? So I found that just talking to people in passing, you know, sometimes people pass you, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. But if you see them enough times, you know they're not good if they say it a certain way. Right. And then you stop and you say, oh, well, everything's good, okay, well, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then they get into it, they realize, okay, he's not just, you know, just saying this in passing to keep going, but he actually cares. And then they give you what's really going on. It's actually not good. There's something else going on. And then you could get them to, whether it's that counselor or mental health or whatever, that needs to, you know, do the professional thing. Because like you said, you're not a counselor, but I'm sure talking to those girls, if something comes up, sometimes people just need somebody to talk to. But if it gets deeper, then you could take them to that counselor. Mm -hmm. A listening ear is what they sometimes need. And just the opportunity to hear like, what's really going on? What's, why are you feeling this way? And of course, you know, with life experiences, um, you're able to give them advice. But as they come around, they still seem to struggle. Like you said, we gotta go ahead and get them into, you know, a counselor, let's sit down, talk to parents, you know, whatever we gotta do to make sure that they are now well. So tell me about Hope for Youth. Um, hope for Youth, our mission is to be able to instill hope to the youth today for a better tomorrow. Um, our goal is to be able to, you know, have maybe some youth group sessions, be able to have different um, workshops, 
different um, maybe conferences that can able that can give them bringing in other community partners so they can be able to receive information that they need. Because one thing that you have to understand that if the information is not given to them, they don't know. They don't know. So trying to find creative ways to get them to come out so they can be able to get this information. Um, or even to just do some fun activities and get them engaged so that they can see like you can kind of learn them. And as you learn them, then you'll realize like, we need to focus on this, we need to focus on that, you know. But you have to first build that rapport with them because youth these days don't trust nobody. Exactly. They don't trust no one. And so it takes you actually being able to build that rapport with them before they get a chance to where they can open up. So it's like now I have certain ones that I've built rapport with and before I know it, you know, they're sending me those good news. They're sending me, you know, I accomplished this or hey, I'm in the situation. I don't know who to go to, you know. So um, sometimes you see your phone, you'd be like, not now, I didn't want to have to do this. But you know, like, this is what you asked for, Desiree. So um, if they're reaching back out to you, you gotta just go ahead and take them steps. What else is going on right now with For Hope For Youth? Uh, we were planning a self-care uh, family day. Um, there's some things that kind of hinder it as far as the, the dates and things like that. So that's going to be postponed, but we're looking to be able to do that for next year sometime. Um, not looking, we will. We're going to be doing that. Um, right now, I've been heavily trying to make sure that I get those connections. Um, and then just trying to think like what's going to be, I don't want to be repetitive of things that people are always doing. You know, so trying to find unique solutions and things that we can do to be able to capture their attention to get them to come out. Um, last year we did a, um, a community um, family fun day and it was in November. Yeah, it was in November. Mm -hmm. And um, I made a partnership with the um, MLK Neighborhood Association. So we held it there and, you know, um, people came out. We, um, had the hot dogs and we had some fun um, activities and we had resources there for them to better come out. Um, was the numbers where I would hope them to be as far as the attendance? No. But did we see like we was able to get some people in and um, get them partnered up with maybe some different connections? Yes. So Morningstar Youth Department, you are involved in that, Yes. but how? Um, so I'm in the leadership team and my focus, um, I've always done the, well not always, um, I start off in the children's department mm -hmm. and oh, they had me go in the children's department. I did Sunday school, I did Bible study, I did um, children worship and then I started to do the mind ministry mm -hmm. and the mind ministry was the um, young boys and that was their um, part as far as praise dancing. Um, but they don't praise dance. <laughs> um, because this, I, well, excuse me, because this is church, right? This is church. So this is how they offer their worship. Okay. So you have some that sing, you have some that usher, um, you have the praise dancers, but then you also have the minds. And um, I started with Precious Lambs, mm -hmm. and that was a children's ministry. And I was like, I love, love the mind ministry because um, my oldest son and my daughter started off doing praise dancing, but 
I, she had a passion for doing mine. Okay. And so she actually was one of the first girls to end up joining Strong Tower Mine. And um, I remember the day she started off doing a praise dance and we told no one, like we told absolutely no one. And my son was up there with the other young men that was miming. And then at a part of the song, she came out from the top and worked her way down. Everyone's looking, I remember my mom sat in front of me. And when my daughter came all the way down, like right to the center, and she started doing her little movements, my mom turned around, is that Shaughnessy? <laughs> And I'm like, that's my behavior. <laughs> so um, from me being at all these different practices, because I don't just bring my kids, I'm coming. Oh, yeah. I'm going to know what's going on. Like, I'm that mom. I'm that mom. Like, I'm in your business. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, it became a passion. And I remember me being at home and trying to do the movement with my son and my daughter and learn different things until... Um, my really good friend, Robin James, she was the director of the children's ministry. And she came to me and she was like, you have a passion for this mind ministry. And they needed a new leader for the children's precious lambs. Um, which when I started, my youngest son, he was involved, but my oldest son had already moved on to Strong Tower. And um, we got that going. So I leaned on him a lot to help and he came right on in to assist me and everything. And then um, eventually I started to help with Precious Lambs and Strong Tower. So I was doing now the little bitty cute boys yeah. and these hard-headed youth boys. <laughs> hard-headed. Hard-headed. Oh, it was so many times where I was like, y'all, I just can't, I just can't. But um, for the most part, a lot of them had passion for it. So they knew like um, they was gonna get it in. And um, Crystal, who was the initial leader for Strong Tower, um, I remember going and how she would be like, I'm out. Y'all wanna act right, I'm out. <laughs> but um, I thank her. I thank her because even when I started to be more of the director for it, um, she always, anything I needed to assist, and that's when you know, that's when you know them your people. Yes. Because even though she had a busy life, like I remember one time she got all the boys at the house and they literally from the morning to about late afternoon, mm -hmm. they went to her house, they learned the whole routine. She fed them and everything and then that night they went and ministered. So it's figuring out ways, but that's why you gotta have those one that have a passion for it. But um, my oldest son, he's pretty much the one that pretty much handles up with um, the mind ministry now. Yeah, yes, he took over. He took over. Um, he took over probably before he even graduated high school. Um, he has a strong passion for it. Oh, I love to see him mime. I love to see him mime. And, um, now it's like people still kind of reach out to me and say, hey, we want Strong Tower of this. And I just be like, this was going on, son. What you, you know, what you want to do? Yeah. And I mean, he'll get in there. He'll practice with them. And um, he, he gets frustrated because, like I said, the boys could be hard-headed. But um, they respect him. They respect him. So... Um, Sometimes I think it's easier for him to get their attention. Not saying that they don't respect me, but he came from where they are, you know? So um, I'm proud of him. And you see that passion that he has yeah. too. Right? Yeah. 
Tell me how the Louisiana State Convention kind of comes into that. Ooh, um, every year there's a state convention. It's throughout Louisiana, and it's where the different associations come together. Um, there's classes, there's um, presentations, but um, there's a part to where prior to the actual state convention, which is normally in July, um, there's this thing called the state rally. And the state rally is when the churches kind of compete. They have competition, they have competition. There's of course a mind part, there's liturgical dance, um, there's Bible drill, um, spoken word and drama. Oh wow. And I feel like I'm missing something. But um, every year Morningstar, of course, we was going to do the mind competition. Yeah. We was going one year, I actually blended and had the Precious Lambs and Strong Tower come together because the children um, ministry never really did the mind portion of it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's give them the opportunity. Yeah. So we blended it and um, we were a strong force. Like we came out, um, Strong Tower, when, when you see them come in the building, be ready, be ready. Um, we, would, we would win that division pretty much almost every year every year and so one year um the beautiful um sister rosie hudson who um heads up the youth and young adult ministry for the state convention mm -hmm. uh, once you've done the state rally normally the winner you know they present at the state convention well um the three groups this was not last year but it was the year before COVID hit, I believe. Am I thinking right? I think so. Yeah. And we ended up, she asked us to do a collab. And for the state convention, we blended our um, presentation that we did for the state rally. So we took parts of each song, each routine, and we blended it together to showcase it down in Lake Charles, which was awesome because Lake Charles is where I'm born. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. So I had, you know, some of my family to be able to come and see some of our work. And, and then we also learned a new routine out there where we welcomed whoever wanted to mind, whoever wanted to mind. Y'all come on, we had this location, we taught this routine, and we put it on for the late night step off. That's huge. It was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing it again. We just recently did it last, this, and we, it was here in Shreveport, actually. So Morningstar being my church, that's where we um, were able to have the different um, um, presentations. Okay. So it was, that was a lot of work, but it was yeah. fun. I'm sure. It was fun. Goodness. Yeah. So you talk a lot about your family. I know you got love for the family. And based on the things that we've talked about thus far, I know you got love for your faith, for God, right? Tell me a little bit about that and how it, how it has come to be now. Well, I had a praying mommy. <laughs> and um, as she should, she made sure that going to church and praying and reading the Bible and, um, making sure that you are doing things as God would want you to do. Um, it was big for her because she wanted well for her. Um, I have a sister, so it's just me and my sister. I'm the baby. 
Um, so it, um, going to church and reading my Bible and praying, that was something that was always for me. And um, with it being instilled with me, I instilled it to my kids. And um, my youngest son is off to college right now. Um, he's at Jackson State. <laughs> I miss him so much. But one thing that I, and even this last Sunday, he always tends to have a worship service in his bedroom, in his dorm room. So he'll play his different songs. And, and so that's what knows that he's okay because I know that if he's still leaning on that, I ain't got too much worry. Exactly. I ain't got too much worry. Um, so God and family first. God and family first. And um, I tell my kids all the time, there is absolutely nothing that I wouldn't do for y'all. Um, I have a morning devotion that I do. And every morning, whatever I read, whatever I, you know, I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm sending to them. So they can expect a text every morning that's gonna come, that's gonna give them the word of the day. Exactly. <laughs> and it'll always have like a prayer in it. I'll have a prayer in it. Sometimes things are given to me and I feel like it's more specific for one of my kids. So I might send that to them directly. Mm -hmm. Or if what I read was something that's for all of them, but I want to make sure that you know you need to read this, <laughs> I'll send it to them again, yeah, you know, yeah. directly. So don't erase my text. Don't erase it. <laughs> One time I remember I was like, are y'all reading this? Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, they make remarks, um, rather they heart the comment or, you know, but um, um, they always let me know that they've read it. So. Because to talk to you, you go sit in church and almost every time, if not every time, you're like, was, was he talking directly to me? Like. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'd be like, okay, I hear you. That's from me. That's from me. Yeah. Just the way you take it in. Okay. So I understand big on faith, big on God. And you got to be to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm just saying, there's no other way that you could be a Dallas Cowboy fan. I think, I think this just ended. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a Cowboys fan. I am not a Cowboys fan. Falcons fan all the way. Now, we have our ups and downs, so, you know, you would know about that as a Dallas fan. You know about ups and downs. I'm trying to be real calm over here. <laughs> I'm like, throw them down. Yeah, don't, don't Tear throw the lights down. down. <laughs> I am a Cowboys fan to the heart. Okay. To the okay. heart. No matter what, I am here. I am there. I got you. I know how it is. I give it to you. Sitting in these blue chairs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. I give you that one. So with all these things that you do, watching Dallas on Sunday, wasting that time, doing all this other stuff, how do you find time for yourself? How does your self-care look? Hmm. Self-care for me is those morning devotions. Um, making sure, I've noticed that if I wake up late and I ain't get time to read it, like I don't now, and let me say this started more so this year. 2023 started off to where I knew like, I am doing a devotion. I'm making sure that I take my time out. Um, the other years I have, but it's like, I always did like a daily Bible reading or something like that. 
but I'm more in depth this year. So if I get to moving around, like, I'm sorry, let's just pause for a minute because it just doesn't feel the same if I don't have those moments with him. So um, that's definitely a big part of it. Um, but then just taking time out to be with my family. Um, I mean, I'm big on family and I just feel like at all costs, I am good if they are good, you know? So um, don't get me wrong. I like to travel. I like to go out of town. I like to be near water. Um, I like sightseeing, but you know, you can't always just do that. So um, me knowing to know that my babies are good, mommy, daddy good, um, and my whole extended family and um, those that's close to me. I have my, she's my sister, but she's my best friend. So um, as far as we know, there's no blood, but it's crazy because um, we have a connection that I deeply cherish. Um, hey, Charmaine. Um, she is crazy because everyone thinks we look alike. And I see it. I remember being at church and someone came up to me and was talking to me about ushering. I'm like, I'm, I'm not an usher. Then they was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Charmaine. I was like, who's this girl? <laughs> Like, and then she had people come to her and talk about the mind ministry, and she was like, oh, you want my sister, Desiree. So it's like, yeah, that's my sister. That's my sister. Um, can she get on my nerves? Yes. Just like sisters? Yes, because we talk every day, yeah. every day. Um, I, I haven't responded to you, but she sent me well wishes um, when she knew I was going to come on here. So um, moments with her helps out a lot. Moments with her helps out a lot. I want to deep dive because when we first started about, when we first started talking about self-care, you mentioned that really started 2023. What was that change? What made it start to go full throttle this year and not the past years? Um, towards the end of 22, I um, just having conversations with him and understanding like, and all that I do, he's present. He's, he's brought me so far. He's heavily with um, healing and, you know, being able to provide those blessings even when you don't deserve them. And so I'm like, why am I not taking time out to make sure that I honor him? I woke up because of him. I'm breathing because of him. So, um, at that point, wrapping up 22, I knew that my desire was to have, even though, you know, you always feel like, oh, I have a relationship with him. We talk all the time. I wanted that to be deeper. I wanted to know for sure without a reasonable doubt that the answer that I'm getting is truly from you. So, and you have to take time to, it's just like if one of my kids was to walk into the room and my eyes was closed and they said something, I would know who that is. I would know which one that is. And I would think that my kids would know my voice, you know, and that's how I wanted to be with God. Well, that's how it is now with God. Yeah. yeah. Because 
we talked about it, matter of fact, through this whole podcast, we talked about relationships. And you're not gonna grow your relationship if you're not nurturing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely feel that, I feel that. So this probably goes without saying, but what would you owe your success to? God. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, I mean, we're nothing without him. You know, and I think I could talk about his presence and talk about, you know, how great he is all day. But God and then the people that he's placed in my life, the real people that he's placed in my life. Because you can say all day I'm strong and I can do this on my own. But at the end of the day, you know that. And for me, I know, like, without a shout out, people say, oh, you just go overboard about your kids. I do. I do. But I'm, I'm thankful. Um, it's a blessing for me to have them. You know, a lot of people say your, your parents are a blessing. It is a blessing for me to be able to have my children and to know that I would like to know, regardless, they're able to come to me no matter what. You know, so God first, um, the beautiful people that he placed in my life, um, the knowledge that he gives me, that's, that's what contributes to all of me. <laughs> so how can people, our audience and the audience that will watch or listen, how can they find you? Um, on Facebook, hey, on Facebook and Instagram, we are Hope for Youth, Inc., so hope the number four youth and INC. Um, those are our handles for both Facebook and Instagram. So now we're going to do our segment called Name That Tune. I'm big on music now. Uh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> so Skills Plus Entertainment, who presents, there it is. We have some DJs, and one of our DJs put together three songs for you. So now the bar's been set. The last time somebody was on our podcast, they got all three of them. So I'm cheering for you to get all three of these. Cheering for me too, because I'm competitive. I'm be mad if I don't get it. <laughs> burnt like a fire my love is blind can't you see my desire that's the way love goes janet jackson okay okay very nice very nice all right they're gonna get harder as we go on all right so this is song number two all right oh that's monica that's my song for my babies. Oh, what the perfect song. Can we continue to play that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you said who sung it. You still got to say the name of the um, song. Give me the world. We could give you a little bit more. We'll give you a little bit more. Um, why I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so the third song. All right. <laughs> oh. Gosh, 
I didn't, I didn't get that. Oh, a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm gonna be so mad when. <laughs> what is it? Oh, swing my way. Cause they shall swing my way. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Look, see. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Two out of three is not bad. It's not bad. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, thank you for having me. It was great having you. And I enjoyed this, I really enjoyed this. I did as well, thank you. Yes, thank you. There, there it is. is. Hey, so I wanna thank each one of you that tuned in, whether you're listening or watching us on YouTube, thank you. I just wanna let you know, our next show that will be coming up soon is gonna be with Tiffany Epps owner of Havila Management Services, LLC. All right, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you see that next video. All right, see y'all then.